Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Boom. Bing bang bing bang bing bang bing bang bing bing bang bang bing bing bang bang bing bing bang bang bing bing bang bing bing bang bing you're listening to two in the think tank news.com where the world comes to you and the voices are something weird's happening with this why i know it's fine yeah great you're listening to Two in the Think Tank, the podcast, where we come up with five sketch ideas. Andy's brain just broke. No, well, the the recording device was behaving in a strange way, Alistair. Oh, the recording device. I I I protest. You know, I don't. I I, th- I think you think that the problem was with me, but actually, I was just struggling to interface with modern technology, which is the thing that we can all relate to. Oh, absolutely. You know, but every, in a way, every single person is a recording device. You're right. Mm. Although I would say that the the audio quality yeah. of my of the Andy Matthews personal recording device is low. Yeah, I, no, it's bad. My it's ability a, to reproduce. I think it's kind of better at just processing because it turns music into a feelings. <laughs> That's a great way. That is a really good way to store data, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, you're right. You're a, kinda, like it, it, the compression there is really, really high, yeah. and it makes efficient use of. That is what it is, isn't it? That's what feelings are. They're a compression algorithm. Yeah, it's a way of turning information mm. into a simple, storable unit of of information known as a gist. <laughs> Uh, one uh, k- killer gist, a mega gist, a mega gist. <laughs> but I mean, th- th- you could only get mega gists once we get computers to store information in the way that humans do. I don't know. We could we could calculate, like you know, once you've you've got the gist of a certain number of things mm. in your own head. I would say that you've stored. You know, yeah, that's true. A kilogist, a megagist, oh, yeah, a gigagist. Yeah, I guess after you know thirty years of life, mm. which you know I'm starting to move quickly away from the number yeah. thirty. I realized I'm going to be thirty-five this year. <laughs> I don't know if I've said. That. I just realized that's that's yeah. halfway to not being anywhere near thirty. I I don't think age is a barrier. Yeah, but. 40 certainly feels like a pretty big hurdle. Oh, my God. I never want to reach 40. I'm, like, <laughs> <laughs> the fact that 40 is even on the cards for me is crazy. Yeah. I think, I think I'd like to skip it sort of like you would the, the 13th floor in an, like a, on a hotel elevator. Yeah, sure. So you, so you just want to go from, like, do you want to go from 39 to 41 or do you want to give it, like, some breathing room, right? Like, really, like, leap over it and go from, like, 36 to 53. I think I'd like to go to 39. Yes. Then 
39 and a half. Oh, yeah. Then 39 and three quarters. <laughs> oh, okay, so we're approaching it asymptotically. Yeah, and then 39 and five sixths. Okay. And then 39 and seven eighths, right? But then 45. <laughs> I think that would be good because I think 45 is kind of like, you know, mm. you're coming into your own. Mm. You've realized life isn't going to, you've seen some shit and life isn't going to bother you anymore. You know, you're getting close to 50. How do you feel about a radical, you know, sort of anti-aging therapy mm-hmm. where we blast the earth into a further radius from the sun yeah right so it'll take us take longer for us to get around the sun so the year is longer so people don't have as many birthdays yeah uh so that means you don't age but also (laughs) it'll have the benefit of um reducing uh global warming do we do we use maybe like like a big magnifying glass to kind of like keep summer days kind of nice Oh, or do you think, or do we have to live in a kind of like Arctic world? No, no. I mean, we just take it far enough out. Like, I, I reckon this the Goldilocks zone has got a bit of play in it. Like, yeah. I reckon we could be reasonably further away and still. Where um, would we put our Earth rocket? Good question. You know, because like, where would you attach that Earth rocket? Yeah. Would you think Polynesia? I think what you would have to. <laughs> I think you would have to, because the Earth is spinning, mm. right? Yeah. I think you would have to put a like a spike. You have to make a sort of a pincer thing, right? Oh yeah. That has one spike that goes into the North Pole and one spike that goes into the South Pole, and then like a big semicircular kind of hoop thing that goes all the way around the Earth. Maybe a full. So the Earth can keep spinning on that thing, and then like the rocket is attached to that hoop, sort mm. of in the middle of the hoop, and it can so, come around. Yeah. It can come around and, and change direction and stuff like that. And that would also help with um, with blocking out some of the sun. So that would already help with, with the, the big hoop the or big the hoop. rocket as well. How yeah. big are you picturing the rocket? It's got to be pretty big. It's huge, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> it's got to be. It's got to be maybe five hundred kilometers across. At least five hundred kilometers across. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but know. then, what do we get the fuel for that? Do you think we start? We start the moon. just no. But do you think maybe we could start just hollowing out the earth a bit getting some of that those nuclear reactions that well, are happening on the this inside. has got to work with your because all that stuff's under pressure right yeah, the yeah, earth, yeah. isn't it yeah it's, like, i think it's under it, pressure yeah. right so say the little things that we put into each hole of the the, the, the pivot points in the north pole mm. and the south pole they're a tube right and we drill that real deep inside yeah. the earth and then the tube goes out and around yeah right from both ends along that hoop that's around next to the earth Right, that connects magma. the two pivot points. And then in the middle of the mm-hmm. hoop, there's like just an outlet, right? And we just, the, the pressure from inside the earth yeah. squirts that magma up out around the tube and then <laughs> out the back yeah. of the hoop, the hole, and blasts us out through space. And the earth will end up a bit hollow. Sure. Okay, but that's fine. That's fine because then that we'll space have... in the earth, yeah. real estate, what can we use that for? Um, Fill it up with... Put all our stuff. Garbage. <laughs> Storage. Oh, eventually we will. I mean, first of all, there'll be more minerals in there. Yes. Because, I mean, that's the problem. At the moment, we're just mining the crust. Yeah. Wasting our time. Right. It's and just, it's not like an apple. The good stuff's not in the crust. It's not like 
Wait, the is skin. An, is an apple? Yeah, okay. Apple doesn't have a crust. If you have a crusty apple. <laughs> Just a few crusty apples ruin yeah. the whole badge. Absolutely. Barrel. Imagine yeah. if you opened up an apple and it was flaky. Crusting. Mate. Ooze. Ooze and crust. What, 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 what would be the, like, the worst possible name for an apple? Um, the, f- the Flaky Greg? Oh, yeah, the Flaky Greg's pretty bad. Um, you know, is uh, there an apple called a Jonathan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's already really funny. <laughs> You're right. That is very funny. <laughs> Who is like, what should we call this animal? This, this animal, this apple. <laughs> Jonathan? Jonathan. It's bad enough when people give dogs human names. Yeah. But apples, that's not even in the animal kingdom. Come on. I'm eating Jonathan. And it's not even a whole plant, you know? Like, like it's Mm. just a small part of the plant. It's It's just just a seed delivery system. You know? That would be like if you called your fingernail um, oak tree. That's right. Yeah. Or if you called... The crease. Please come up with fu- something funnier than what I just said. Great, 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 great. If you called the crease where your ass meets your thigh. Yes, it's already good. Right. If you called it parlor room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> parlor room. Like, I think I liked your enthusiasm for supporting my idea. Because <laughs> I really didn't think at all before I said no. anything there. <laughs> Right, I support everything you say oh, and do. But it's Jonathan, like, no, but, like no, how but, do you wind up with an apple called Jonathan? It just sounds like it's designed to be told off now. Yeah. Jonathan, like if you want an apple, you could berate. Yeah, pick the Jonathan. Pick the, the pick the Jonathan. Jonathan, an apple you can berate. Yeah, I mean it sounds like a great selling point. Because mm. think about it, what what can apples do that humans can do? They can bruise. Yeah. Uh, they can split in two. <laughs> they can be eaten. Uh, yeah. yeah. You can plant them. You can, they can fall out of a tree. <laughs> You're right. In many ways, apples are not that different to people. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Uh, they can both be likened to bad apples. Yeah, they can, they can really make an apple pie. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I guess Granny Smith is like a trend, you know, part of the trend, isn't it? Part of a trend? Well, of, of giving human names yeah. to, to apples. Yeah, the Granny, the granny definitely kind of gets a little bit um, dehumanised. I think for, you know, for a long time I didn't link it with a Granny. Right. You know, I would link it just with, it's the just apple. the word granny. Um, that's interesting. Because it could sound like it's an adverb. Granny. Yeah. It's like it's, quite, a, it's quite grand. Yeah. It's very, it's a very granny apple. Oh, this one's flowery. Well, this one's granny. Um, yeah. Does that go the other way though? Like, do you think that way about actual grannies? Because you call them gran. Yeah. Well, I don't very often call then, mine ground. I oh, see. So, so I haven't had. I'm sorry. I, that was a real shutdown, wasn't no, it? No, that's all right. No, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't much of an offering, Alistair. No, Andy. Before, I think some offerings deserve to be shut down. 
You think so? Yeah, fail early, fail often. Can you hear that, Impro people? Yeah. Can you hear that? <laughs> fail often, feel fail sometimes. Yeah. Like, in Impro, do you think that when the first person who ever said, always say yes and, somebody said no. I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, they, they didn't know the rule at the time. Yeah. And that person they should have listened to. That's right. They didn't apply it anyway. Sorry Andrew, do we... Alistair. Just kind of like having to kind of reorganize what we've done so far. Done is a strong word. Yeah. So is there something in this planet that we're hollowing out by shooting the magma into space? Um, we were doing it initially so that we aged slower and we all felt better. Yeah. I think that's a good but, idea. But I realize, though, that if the years are longer, mm. then, like, for the same number of birthdays, you will look older. So at least for the people... You know, while numerically you won't have had as many birthdays, yeah. physically you'll look terrible. You kind of like, kind of like uh, one year could be like one presidential term. Yeah. So you come out of it looking, and you go in, into a year looking like young Obama. Oh man. Come out of it looking like, uh, like, you know, retiring Obama. I think that's just a great analogy to use. Like, like just to say somebody who who like who parties hard or whatever is like. Man, he lives his years like they're presidential terms. Mm, because at out. the end of them, he he has aged considerably. And he makes a lot of money from speaking tours. <laughs> Way too much. I don't understand the economics of those speaking tours, man. Like, where are they getting the hundreds of thousands of dollars that it costs to get Bill Clinton to talk at your one event? What could he possibly say? What could he possibly say <laughs> at this point? I mean, yeah. he's written books. He's given speeches, I'm sure, that you can watch online. Mm. He had eight years of giving speeches, really mm. well-written speeches. Rewatch those. If he's got something that he didn't put on the table when he was the president, mm-hmm. I'd be very surprised. You can get all of that for free. Charge. I'll tell you what, I do a service, 50 bucks, right? Pay me 50 bucks. I'll edit you a highlights reel of Bill Clinton's speeches, mm-hmm. and I'll send you a box of shapes. Whoa. There you go. That's a whole event. I mean, you're not really valuing yourself that much. There. I don't care. I'm just trying to save these people some money. I know. But I want the economy to be more efficient. Yeah, I know. But isn't the economy better when money's moving around? Oh, yeah, that's true. you got to get that money but moving, then is, baby. is Obama now part of the 1%? He wouldn't be the 1%, would he? He'd be up there, I reckon. Yeah, 2 3%? Okay. I reckon but there's a huge drop-off after 1%, I think. Is there really? Like, I think really? there would be. Isn't that the... I thought there'd be some kind of a curve. I know, but doesn't it like the one percent own as much as like the the you know the next the next two thirds or whatever? Not really, I don't know. Yeah, probably. Oh, oh man. Um, um. So look, I've got to. No, I think that I think that is. <laughs> I think that is a thing. I like how crazy it is, right, and how yeah. elaborate it is, and I think. Like it being pitched quite seriously mm-hmm. in a conf- press conference or something like that as the way we're going to deal with global warming. Yeah. I think that's and, good. Like coming from... And global aging. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Like, you know, they're, Yeah, they're adding in what are the extra things, what are the extra benefits that we get out of this. It's a triple threat. Fix global warming, slow aging, and find somewhere to put our garbage. Tell you what, it's a real risky move, though. You want to make sure you're, you're rocket scientists. I don't know. Occasionally you just got to go for a... You just got to try something, you know? 
You're I like, think humanity has been playing it safe for a long time. I guess because you got that swinging around rocket thing, you can keep readjusting. Yeah. But what if your rocket breaks down? I guess you can just shoot yourself back into orbit at any point once you fix it. I hope you can fix it. Yeah, as long as you can fix it. It's not even really a rocket. It's more like a the the Earth is now blasting through space like a balloon with the air being let out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a balloon rocket. Did you ever make balloon rockets? Made them once. Along, along a piece of string? Along a piece of string, you get a straw and you get a balloon. It's the kind of thing you'd find in like one of those kids' science experiment books. Yeah, they're really stretching the bottom bottom end of the science bracket, aren't they? Well, you know, it's still a bit like rocket science. I suppose. I mean, what are you going to tell kids to do? What are you Fuck give off. Them, like, <laughs> what are you going to give them? Like liquid, nitri- <laughs> liquid, liquid hydrogen so that they can... Ignite it. And I don't know why I'm playing this character where I don't enjoy rocket balloons. I love rocket balloons. I made them when I was a kid and I had a great time. And I was trying to be cool and act like I didn't care. Andy, and I, I tell was, you what, when you play this myself. character of a guy who loves rocket balloons, it, it's really unbecoming of you. Nah. Um, hey, I've written down the word doubt on my hand, Alistair, because yeah. I had an idea before. Great. <laughs> and, you know... This, this is probably nothing, but it's, it's going into the science. I'm leaning oh, into the science. Oh, sounds like you're, you're really embodying this idea so far. And we've, take, we've taken, we've taken, we may have talked about something like this in the past as well, but it's the idea of like the additional um, properties that uh, particles can have, right? Because at the moment they can have mass and they can have spin and they can have uh, charge, mm-hmm. maybe some other stuff, I don't know. But I would like it if they could also possess doubt. Right? Yeah, right. Um, is there like a limit on how many properties they have, or is it just how many properties they've discovered? Um, I think that's that's a good question. I don't know if they think that there is a limit to how many properties they have. I would say they might have put a cap on it as part of the like the you know the um, standard model of particle physics or whatever. Yeah, but like. I just wanted to introduce doubt. I mean, there. the idea of doubt that doesn't seem that crazy with kind of particles, especially when you look at the way that like a, an electron moves. Yeah, right. It doesn't move in a very certain way. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's probably Heisenberg uncertainty. There probably already is doubt. All right, forget it. It's already done. I came up with the thing that already is. Andy, you're just an instinctive uh, microphysicist. <laughs> But I was wondering, like, like, the the idea was linked to um, dark matter, Mm. right? Because we also don't know if it really exists, right? And maybe that's just because doubt is a property of the thing. Like, maybe not Mm. being able to prove whether or not it exists is is a part of its nature. Yeah. Um, Maybe you could... uh, measure as part of it like you know what one of you could measure the probability that exists that it exists and that's like a fixed uh yeah. thing is there associated with it is there an element that maybe like dark matter could just be a probability cloud and the reason because the reason that we can't see it means that it doesn't collapse into a thing so that into existence whoa alistair oh yes i love this yeah oh yes I mean, that is exactly the kind of high-level scientific bullshit that really gets me going. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, people talk about, you know, there's a cloud of gas out there between, you know, the, the, the crabhead nebula or whatever. Can't it just be a, a cloud of pr- pr- probability? Probability I don't know. cloud. Maybe. 
Um, shit. It's on the microphone. Really? Yeah, I don't know if you could hear. I couldn't, but I could tell from your face that there must have been something going Something's on. Something's going on with Andy. You know. <laughs> oh, he seems very distressed. <laughs> I'm worried about him. Um, uh, look, look, you know. The doubt. Spaced out. Spaced out. I think, I think it could be a thing. I don't know if it could be a sketch, though. It's more like, I guess, the future of physics than it is a sketch. It's more like, I guess, a Nobel Prize, probably, than it is, like, a little sketch for yeah. whatever it is that you're doing <laughs> over there. It's more like a, you know, million dollars and, you know, yeah. changing the, so the property face of, of, you know, reality. But, okay. But, no, you don't write it down Do there. Do you want me to write it down? <laughs> no, really, no. <laughs> Um, what about, so, like, people are on a, on a rocket, they're going to Mars? Yes. Or maybe they're already on Mars, which okay. one do you prefer? Are they still on the rocket, but on Mars? Yeah, they could be in the rocket on Mars, right. they're deciding, they're talking, they're thinking about going out. Yep. Right? They're getting, putting on their spacesuits. they're having a chat. Yeah. They're going, oh, this is going to be fun, probably. <laughs> it's good to have made it. Yes. I mean, imagine if it all went wrong now. <laughs> right? I'm going to bring my lucky egg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not supposed to bring eggs. You'll contaminate the surface of the egg. No. Well, maybe also. Yes. Um, I mean, the idea of anyone having a superstition at that point mm. is, is, is very amusing to me. Like... <laughs> yeah. Oh. But oh, look, Alice said this is probably taking it back into the territory of stuff we've done before. Mm. But a presidential candidate who a big part of their campaign is the fact that they've got their lucky egg. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're talking about the mm. team they've assembled. My <laughs> vice president, uh, Mr. Klein Wilkinson, obviously, you know, former secretary general of the United Nations, obviously. Very wise, intelligent. We can make it the Australian man. government. I'm doing American. Okay. <laughs> I'm doing my American accent. That could be a woman too. And yes, this is a woman. And that's <laughs> uh, uh, my, uh, you know, uh, oh. chief of staff. Oh, uh, Borneo. Romania Bononio. Uh, she's really great. She's got and great. of course, I've got my lucky egg. <laughs> and and, and then the writers are all like, I like the sound of that egg. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, well, I mean, it's got him this far. Yeah. <laughs> I guess in the same way people thought Trump being a businessman. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and and also he'd been like he'd 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 sort of screwed people over and stuff. Well, now he's going to be doing it for us. He's yeah. going to be using all those tactics. He's going to be doing it for America, for us. A screw now, over Mexico. He's had that lucky egg yeah. his whole life. Now that lucky egg's gonna be working for all of yeah. us. <laughs> Share that luck around. <laughs> this is my favourite idea we've ever had. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh. I'm picturing the egg now, Alistair, I don't know how you're picturing the egg. But is the egg peeled? <laughs> really? I just picture a little face drawn on it. <laughs> I think I also was picturing a face drawn on it. How great's that? That was really good. Oh, that lucky egg. Wait, wait, so you picture it peeled with a face? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Whoa. Well, I, I just, the colour in my mind was like a peeled egg. It doesn't, we don't need to go into the details. <laughs> <laughs> Elster, don't, come on. Don't get bogged down. 
Right. You think it could, we could just have a four-part series on all the different types of presidents? Yeah, yeah, four-part series. The four different types of presidents. you got your lucky eggs. You've got your candidate in a box. You've got your reluctant president. Yeah, reluctant president. And then you've got a woman president. Yeah, the four kinds of president. Uh, um. <laughs> I'm but, sorry, but but there's there's I mean there's a huge risk there, isn't it, that somebody else could get there, get a hold of the lucky egg. Absolutely. What, I mean, what and what if the lucky egg decides to decides think, to leave? Well, leave or or run against the I don't know somehow. It's it, we find out the lucky egg is conspiring. I mean, if the Democrats flip the egg, yeah, <laughs> an egg flip. <laughs> um. Uh, that would be amazing. That's why, I'm, I mean, I guess I, I was assuming that it was a Republican I'm president. quitting comedy after this lucky egg idea. Yeah. I'm so, it, 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 I don't know what it is. It makes me so happy. And it's got to be the president. It can't be the Australian Prime Minister. That's so shit. <laughs> oh. What if we had a Republican we had our own president? No. No, it still doesn't count. Even if we were the most powerful nation on earth, I would still want it to be the American president with a lucky egg. Could it be the equivalent of Xi Jinping? In in China. In China. Yeah. Uh, but then it, there's just an element of, I think because we're right. white and then we're kind of like, we're saying that he they've got a lucky egg, it makes it sound like we're saying that's just the thing that they do. Yeah, it's and, a Chinese people might cultural. Not, people might not think that it's as weird. No, we're saying it's Americans. It's a thing that they do. <laughs> I know, but they just go, it's a thing that this American man does. Mm. Or woman. Or woman. They could also be a Chinese national. Because in this future, the lucky egg allowed them to uh, circumvent. They the, didn't uh, need to be born in America. Born in America. No. Well, the egg was born in America. That's, does that why, that's mean how they could do it. That, but Technically, that... the egg was on the... <laughs> so it was actually the egg that was the president. Egg president. Egg president. And then they, there's a scandal, like... Oh, no. Where they find out that he actually dropped the egg... Six months ago, and then this is just another egg. The luck was inside him all along. I know, but the egg's the president. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So it's like the movie Dave. Dave? Remember the movie Dave? Um, I think that's the one where the president's replaced by a a lookalike because the president's in a coma or something. (laughs) And they just found one, or they had one locked and loaded? Well, he was a guy who impersonated the president as a job. Yeah, right. right. He like you know he showed up to events looking like the president, and then the president went into a coma, had a heart attack. I think it might have been Kevin Klein playing. Ooh. Anyway, they got this guy in to do it because they thought the president will come out of the coma and will be able to carry on as if nothing's happened. Mm. But then the president died, and then it was like, was it played by the same actor? Yes, and that yeah, it made it a lot easier. It I makes it a lot easier than in the reality. I mean, what a scoop though that they were able to get him for both roles. That was incredible, yeah. actually. I mean, to real... lock him in once for a movie is great. It was but to lock him in twice? Journalistic scoop. <laughs> journalistic scoop. Um, oh, what a scoop. I'm mm. just picturing somebody picking up dog shit. Oh, with a scoop? Yeah. Oh, the um, pooper scooper. Yeah. I um, mean, I like the idea of something like that, where if they try to do it with a lookalike and, like, you know, like an impersonator, and nobody buys it. Yeah, wow. You know? Because, <laughs> I mean, how quickly it would crumble for the government when people start going, what is this? Yeah. Like, like general, like, you know, pundits and things like that going, well, they've 
clear. A man who looks a bit like the president has, has been, been talking s- as if he's the president. There's no word. Why is it no word as to whether or not this is a joke? We're not understanding. Um, and then they have to like explain. <laughs> we thought that you wouldn't notice. <laughs> we thought you wouldn't notice. <laughs> you caught us, and we're really embarrassed. The president went into a coma, <laughs> and. And you thought this was the way to deal with that? Yeah. Get a pretend one who looks like him a bit. Yes, well. I mean, they have a very different face. I mean, I can understand. He does the voice okay. <laughs> um, we we had that, I think, on a previous episode of the podcast, that one party, we actually did have that one party runs an impersonator of the leader of did the previous, of the other party. Yeah, right. Um, that's sort of mocking them, and everyone votes for them because they think it's a funny impersonation. That's a great them. idea. Yeah, is it? Good. So that's I guess good. I guess we can't write down this one then. Oh, look, um, maybe not. Uh, oh, I mean, it's, it's it's a different idea. It is a different idea. Yeah, we'll write it down. Well, yeah. I'll write it down, just because, yeah. you know, since we haven't done anything with the other one yet, yeah. this yeah. one, you know... I think it's still there's still a, a gap in the schedule, you know? Yeah. A sketch gap. Um, oh, that's two back-to-back president ideas as well. Isn't that great? Look, we'll make one of them the president of a different country. Well, it could be the president of, like, the Lions Club. Great. <laughs> <laughs> you know? The I Rotary. Mean, I guess that's... that's Well, it's even lower stakes. The idea that it's, like, the president of a surf club or, like, of a, of a scout's... <laughs> What is going to happen to the Rotary and the Lions Clubs and stuff? Are there more people going to go into them? Are you, would like do you or can you imagine anyone you know joining one of those community organisations? Uh, I think. Look, I not nobody I know. I think I know one person who might be a what's like a what's the Rotarian? No, no, the um, the legacy. One, the the one you know the big. The stone cutters there. What are they called? The real Freemasons? Ones? Yeah, I think I want to know one person is a Freemason. You're a Freemason? Yeah. Wow. I would have thought they were like definitely extinct. No, I think I think they still give each other help. Man, the Freemasons, it'd be worth getting in there just for the real estate. They've got those Freemason halls mm. all over the place. They're good big buildings, good locations. You could run comedy gigs there. Well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That is underutilised public space. There's a comedy okay. festival venue waiting to happen. Oh, my God, Andy. And only you and I know about this. We are the only ones who know about this okay. sweet scam. Right. But also, there can't be that many of them left, right? And <laughs> you could use it. What a great mailing list as well to, to get people along to your shows. <laughs> they probably all have money, I imagine. Probably, yeah. Right, they're all helping each other get more money. Maybe you could let them. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today in for free mates right special maybe not a handshake free but mates. a promo free code. mates race free, free mates. mates race free matesons just use the promo code free matesons 
and you can get in for t- twenty five percent off. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> is that a sketch? Us getting into the Freemasons and then just totally misusing their whatever it is. They're like their resources, their mailing list. We 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 make it to the top of the organization because look look Alistair. These weird cults and societies and religions and whatever they are, mm-hmm. the people always get to the top and what do they do? They start having sex scandals. They start abusing their yeah. power to sleep with people. That's right. Wouldn't it be refreshing if mm-hmm. somebody got to the top of one of these organisations and then started using their, ab- their, their, their <laughs> abusing their power yeah. to get people along to their open mic night? Absolutely. That they run in the venue. Yes. And then maybe, <laughs> maybe this down the track... This would become the next, you know, this is going to be a bad taste joke. Sure. It's going to become the next me too, right? That, you know, at a certain point in the future, we realise that it's not okay to force people, oh, man, if this happens, I am fucked. In the future, if we realise that it's not okay to force people to come along to your comedy shows, I mean, you know, we're all in big trouble, right? Is, There's going to be a reckoning. This will not... This will not age well, Andy, if if one day they find out that it's not okay to force people to come to your comedy shows. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope. Oh, my God, I'm really worried now. That, yeah. Well, I mean, it, you know, it, it it seems fine now, but maybe that's just the circles that we're surrounded that's, with and the culture that we're the, a part of that normalises it. Anyway. Andy. Did you write down that free, join the Freemasons to set up comedy rooms idea? Look, I'll write it down right now. I think I think that's a a thing. Were you what was the thing you were writing before then? Um, the the previous idea. Yeah. Um, and I can't write. You can't write and talk at the same time. You can't <laughs> write and then communicate a completely different idea through a different medium simultaneously. I know it seems crazy. Um, what I was writing down is to, trying to replace president of Lions Club with a lookalike, with guy who makes fun of him. So it's the guy in the community who does an impression of him, makes yeah, fun right. of him. Yeah. But because this guy is in a coma. Yeah. That is that is good. There's all there is always someone in the community, you know, who like you know at some muck up night or whatever end of year dinner will do his little bit where he impersonates somebody. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I impersonate your brother George. You do, and it's very good. It's. In some ways, it's more like him than him. Yeah. George who George who edits the podcast. Edits the podcast. <laughs> and deserves our respect. Deserves our respect. And he's very kind to us and he helped he teched our show when we were doing it at the comedy yeah. festival. He didn't just tech it. He was complimentary about it on a consistent basis. Oh yeah, that's which true. is the ultimate tech. Absolutely. Right? Not only did he manipulate the lights to make the show look good, he mm. manipulated our emotions to make us feel good. That's true. And he still does to this yes. day. But he can't kind of sounds like this, hey. <laughs> hey, going, guys. Nice to hear from you. Hey. Oh, fucking hey, Triple J. Hey. Uh, it's it's, it's um, uncanny. Yeah, thank you. Um, um, yeah, whatever that thing was. Freemasons. Freemasons. I, I like the idea. I like the dawning realisation in the other Freemasons that that's what we're doing. We've been played. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like the one that the, the sketch that we came up with on the previous podcast, where the 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 bully gets into the company, and once he's in there, 
Mm. It's hard to get him out, especially once he's got power. Yeah. Um, Any, it could also be played off as like an expose type report about the head of, say, Scientology or something sure, like yeah. that, where we reveal that they've been forcing people to come along and watch their comedy shows. You know, which, again, there could be some questionable politics to the, to this. Well, I think we don't. All of necessarily... these, all of these ideas take place in a universe where there's no politics. Well, <laughs> and you can't compare anything to anything else because nothing's an analogy. Yeah, well, especially if we don't make it seem like an exact analogy, that yeah. will that will be easier to make this sure. world resemble that world. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. sure, I could put the work into making it not seem like an analogy, or I could just set it in a universe yeah. where that doesn't happen. <laughs> It's like your guy, who the world where there's no maths. Well, this yeah. one, this is all in a world where you can't say that, and you don't. People don't notice if you did. All right, so cut me some slack. No, I'm cutting you. I'm cutting you heaps of cut slack. Cut me. Cut <laughs> me. Some slack. Just no, just cut me. What's that? Yeah, no, I mean, I just yeah, that's such a confronting thing to say. I'll cut me. Cut me. Yeah, I think if you saw me open, it w- would really weird you out seeing with the. Different sides did of you, where... Did, you, the, did I tell you about the time I saw inside my hand? You s- sawed inside saw, your well, hand? More or less, yeah. I think I probably told you. I probably told the podcast about this. I'm not sure. Well, last episode we were talking about the terrible bits of the body. Another yeah. terrible bit of the body is the bit between the thumb and the forefinger. Oh, yeah. You know, and that flappy bit there. Mm. So I once got a... got a. am sorry if I already told this story. I got a, got a craft knife. It was like I made mum buy me one. Right, so it was basically like a scalpel. Yeah, and then but it was, you, so it was a craft knife. And then you cut. I the took it up to my med- bedroom. And I was like, oh, I want to do something with this craft knife. What can I do? And I got a candle. I had a candle, so I just started chopping up the candle with yeah. the craft knife. But I was doing it, holding it in my hand and cutting towards my hand. I stabbed down into that flappy bit of skin. Right, the full depth of the blade of this craft knife, which was like probably about two centimetre long blade. Right, down into there. And I had my hand, I went, ah, open up my hand. And when you, when you stretch it out like that, obviously your, your skin's all stretched so it doesn't look like much of a, much of a hole because it was all stretched and all tight. And yeah. then I closed my fist and it just opened up like a mouth and there was like a, a hole into my hand. I remember seeing inside my hand, <laughs> looking down into this red fleshy blood hole yeah. in there. And I just screamed the house down. Everyone downstairs knew I'd got this craft knife. <laughs> I'd had it for about three minutes, probably. And like, at the you know, they there would have just shared a look of like, oh, here we go. I wonder which part of himself he stabbed with the craft knife. Take a while, just take bets or whatever, get a book going. Yeah. Um. Anyway, it was my but, hand. Uh, um, do you think at that time, if you had put, if, like, if you had opened the mouth, the sort of the, the mouth between mm. your thumb and yeah, your... and popped a cool mint in there? No, well, I mean, I, I could have. That was, it was about that size. Size of a cool mint. Yeah. But I was thinking, what about if you put, you know, like one of those windows you have at the bottom of boats? <laughs> yes. Yeah, but in in your hand, like in a cut, glass, like that. So kind of like the, the the holes that you put in your your ear, but they're just little glass windows to the inside of your body. Yes. I mean, because I mean that's. That's but, something we don't do. It'd be called like aquariuming or something like that. Yeah, because I mean, bowl, fish bowling. If you could get rid of like a lot of that front of your gut and just put in a pane of glass, this is absolutely a thing. Yeah. This will, we'll get this technology. 
we will get this technology and we'll find a way to interface um, flesh neatly in a, like a way, a non-toxic, non-rejectable um, way, mm. flesh with a transparent, whatever it is, sheet or window or something. And yeah. it'll be, you'll be able to look inside people. I, I have absolutely no doubt that that will occur. Do you think in your lifetime... In my lifetime. You'll, you'll lay down with someone who has that and they'll take off their shirt and you'll be looking at their breasts, but there'll be, there'll be no breasts. There'll just be two sort of like paperweight glass domes. Mm. <laughs> like a snow globe? So I guess they could be snow globes, but you can see behind... Behind the beautiful wintry scene, yeah, on the ground, you can see the you can see like the rib cage and maybe the maybe the the, the moving some moving red from their heart behind so, their. Alistair, there's two parts to this hypothetical, <laughs> isn't there? Because there's the one about the body horror, yeah. right, and about the flesh windows, and then there's the other one where I'm having an affair with someone who isn't my wife. It could have been your wife, but I didn't want to say I'm not talking about your wife. I mean, that seems like a horrible thing to do. Um, you know, she, 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 she might make that choice, I guess, at some point uh, in the future. And would you support her? Of course. But would you try to talk her out of it if she started saying... Of course. <laughs> Unquestioningly. But, but Andy, that's what she wants. Well, then I will support her. I know, but then why are you trying to talk her out of it? Alistair, I've got to do something. I, gotta... <laughs> I know, but it's perfectly safe. It's actually, it's so safe doctors are trying to not have to do it. because so It's so safe. Doctors are recommending it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's exactly the same to not do it as it is to do it. That's exactly how safe it is. Yeah. But also, you'll have a little window, you'll be able to look in there and see if anything's going wrong. So it might make it quicker in the future for us to diagnose things. That you could get in, you could operate on the heart way quicker because you just take out the globe, the snow globe. Oh, yep. You unscrew it. Just unscrew it. You get in there, we can... That's interesting, isn't it? Like, it's a preemptive thing. Like, when they sew up a wound, mm. they always sew it up with double knots. Why not sew it up with a bow? Yeah, that, that way. You could, you could if you open ever it up need to later. do it again, or mm-hmm. put a zipper in. Zipper, I like that. Um, maybe some Velcro. Velcro, yes. Magnets, clip, press studs. Oh, press studs would be good. Yeah. Because then you could strip. <laughs> you could rip it open. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. I mean, a second skin would be good like that in that way. Do we have some uh, three words from a listener? We do have there? three words from a listener. Andy, you're going to be really challenged by this one. I'm challenged every day by everything that you say. Great, Andy. And I appreciate you continuing to have me around you. Likewise. Great. The person who donated the words today is called Will. Thank you, Will. Thank you, Will. Thank you. And you. I think he mostly just goes by the three letters. W-I-L. W-I-L. Yep. Um... I think maybe if, sometimes if you go deeper into the Patreon app, it shows you people's full name. I don't think we should reveal that. I don't want to reveal that at the moment. But it's and, good to and also, can... I haven't done it right now, right. and my phone's on flight mode while we're recording. That's very good of you. But, Will, you know who you are, especially. And if you don't know... This well, is going to give it away. These three words are going to give it away. Here's his, his three words. Are you prepared? Yep. Alistair. Tremblay. <laughs> Virtual. Oh, Wow. Okay. The people are trying to challenge us. Um, Do you think that's what's happening? Well, I mean... 
Do you think this is a direct challenge? This is a direct challenge. This is a direct challenge to our capabilities, Andy. This is a real, um, I never realized, but this is a real Iron Chef kind of secret ingredient challenge, Absolutely. isn't it? We're being, they're revealing the, mm. what was the one that we had in the uh, previous episode? Five sketch ideas? No, no, but they, they, they revealed um, the ingredient. I think it was men's penises, I believe, was the ingredient. The men's penis, got. yeah. The, <laughs> the men's. The penis of the man. Yeah. Um, I think maybe the man's penis would be easier than, say, like, potato. Mm. Like, if you had the, if the secret ingredient <laughs> was, like, potato. potato. And you're like, make, make <laughs> of like, a three-course, you know, gourmet dish using the main ingredient, potato. You'd be like, all right, whatever else. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe I could get something together. I mean, what are, the, what are the things that you can do with potato? Only any culinary chips, option. Chips mashed, roasted. Baked. <laughs> Baked. I mean, that's what ro- roasted was. I and thought. then there's crisps as well, and you can make that potato foam. Alistair, anyway, this isn't the point. The point is we're being given you as a comedy premise. Would you say that there is anything funny about you, Alistair? Well, and it's not necessarily <laughs> me. <laughs> not necessarily me. It's the, my three words. Also, would it be fair to take issue with this because Tremblay Birchall is hyphenated? Making that really only one word. Uh, but I would say see them as two separate words with a with a little trailer bar between them. Right, so they're cooperating. Yeah, they're but, linked, but they're still independent. Yeah, right. So Much, it's like it's kind of like you and me. Yeah. Would you say that we're not eligible to be suggestions? I mean, I regard more of this as like you know two separate people, but then like handcuffs, hmm. like we're sort of trapped together. Yeah. Like we're fleeing. I don't know irrelevance. Yeah. Say. Great. <laughs> Or, but we're, because we're stuck together at the wrist, we do have to um, we have to work together. Mm-hmm. Alistair, I hope you don't regard it this way, but we've I think we've probably chosen our last comedy pairing for life. Really, there's a chance. I mean, it depends on how young one of us dies. I guess, but like, and I, I haven't had my moles checked. There, there was a point somewhere along the line mm. where we moved from being two people who work together sometimes yeah. to you and me this is this is it people this hire is it us, for us this hire is our, us as a pair yeah and i know but that i think that definitely increases our chances of getting hired more you think somehow. so i think so i guess i guess we're like uh some sticky tape that's now sticky on both sides yeah somehow you know, gaining we're stickiness. more likely to get stuck to things i don't know if any of this is true but but look <laughs> i think that there is a chance that we've we've made that yeah, so not, it's, it wasn't like a conscious decision in any way. I would make the decision again. I want you to know, Alistair. Or I would let choose. it be made. F- sure. I would let this unconscious decision be made for me one, uh, I, once again. I would let this inevitability take uh, take place, yeah. as as I do with so many inevitabilities. But, All of them. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. Um, <laughs> did that make you uncomfortable in any way? No, Andy. No, no? no. Did it make you comfortable? I now feel more certain in, in my future and that oh. there's going to be... I, I guess I started thinking about death a little bit because I was really? thinking about the idea of, of a, the la, a last comedy pairing. I think maybe the word last made me feel weird. <laughs> and it made me go like, what if what if we, we just do a little project you know, off on the side? And that then... was my way of saying, Alistair, that if you try and leave, yeah. I'm going to kill you. Oh, well, see, I think it's better if you just spell and it out me, like that. And me. And you're going to kill you too? Yeah. What about our families, Andy? I'm going to beat you to death with me. All oh, right. my God. Yeah. I'm going to lash my legs to a firm, rigid pole, and then I'm going to swing my waist 
Oh, right. Wait, just and the middle use part. My upper body. Yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> and I'm gonna use my upper body as like a battering <laughs> weapon, a bludge. I'm gonna I'm, bludgeon you to to death with myself. I'm amazed that you chose to hit me with your top part rather than your legs. I guess it's more intimate. I mean, like I would more probably, I'd probably cut off my legs. Yes. And then tie the two feet and ankles together. Yes. I. So to put my upper torso in a wheelchair and then come at you, or like a mobility scooter, and then swing the, the, the meaty parts of my legs at you with my hands. But I'd probably have to be like really anchored into this chair. It's like, it's, it's the worst possible version of that, like, that riddle that's where, where somebody gets stabbed and you, like, the revelation is that they got stabbed with a knife made out of ice, yeah. right? It's that, but turns out he beat him to death with his own legs, which he'd lashed together and wheeled up to him in a wheelchair. That's why we couldn't find the murder weapon. <laughs> it was these and legs. He'd strapped his legs to a pole and then bent over really hard onto him to, <laughs> to kill Nobody uses bending as a weapon. No. You've got to think about it. Every, every hinge in the body creates two potential weapons, yeah. right? The one above the hinge and the one below the hinge, right? Yeah. Normally, we use the hinge of the waist to do fly kicks, right? Or like, you know, that, not, that's not, what not I usually kick. do. No, just, just kicks, kicks, just big kicks, yeah. roundhouse kicks, that sort of thing. But there's two, two ends to that hinged yeah. lever, and you'd be a fool to overlook the top end of the hinged lever. Absolutely, the bending over. Yeah. Yeah, or... The sitting up. Yeah. Because then you could hit from laying down into sitting up. Yeah. If somebody was, let's say, trying to check if you are still breathing. (laughs) (laughs) You do the quickest sit-up you've ever done. Yeah. Smash them with your entire upper body. I'm going to write this down as a sketch. Yeah, I, I, I think there could be something in it. Would you allow me to classify this as a sketch inspired by the name Alastair Trombley? I don't think so. Uh, All right. Well, see, I I would argue that because we started from that as a jumping off point, that this is like this falls under the categorization of Alastair an Alastair Trombley virtual sketch. And I, if it was me, with your my name, I'd be honoured. I know, but I would. This sketch I would it. love to tackle this one straight on, just to see. Sure. Okay. It's very vain. Eh? Well, I know, but I think it's. I think somebody's challenged us, uh, and and we shouldn't be trying to go through some obtuse way. Backdoor. Okay. So it's just going to be about the words Alastair Trombley Birch. Yeah. Blay. You know, Trombley. <laughs> it makes me think of blade of grass for some reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Hall. I didn't realize my name has the word Hall in it. Burke Hall. Burke. Alice Dare. All is Dare. All is there. Uh, air. It ends in air as well. Alas, the air. Alas, the air. Mm. You know, and that could sounds like somebody mourning the um, fate of our atmosphere. You know, alas, the air. Because alas is something you say when... When you're sad about oh, something. Oh, right. I always thought it was like, oh, finally, alas. No, that's at last. No, I know. I know that. <laughs> I thought that was Atlas. No, that's a big planet. Um, 
uh, yeah, I mean, the 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 hyphenated nature of the mm. surname. I realise the hyphen hasn't been provided, and for me to focus on the hyphen, the only thing that isn't part of the three words is a little. Well, I think maybe he had it. He had it. Sure. Um, I want to know. Um, you know, because this is a thing that people talk about a lot. Mm. Well, you know, what happens to the next generation after the hyphenation has occurred, right? So you, oh, yeah. if 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 you you opted, you've got a child. Mm-hmm. Has your partner's surname? Yeah, and it's a good surname. Thanks. I, oh yeah, we went the next level because I thought you can't you can't triple it up. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? I mm. wonder if there's a comedy uh, angle in that. In the like, you know, in the. Uh, uh, what do you do? Absolutely. Well, okay. So it's a so it's a couple. Yes. Who are going to see a a a naming consultant? A name therapist. A name therapist. Yeah. Um, and uh, they're giving them their options for what how they, they want to do. How they can uh, approach this? Yeah. I reckon they both have hyphenated surnames. One's a Tremblay Birchall. Yeah. One's, One's a, a Milroy Matthews. Milroy Matthews. <laughs> That's the hyphenated surname of my children. Yeah. Um, great. And this is nice. Sounds like you or one of your brothers is going to marry one of my kids and then have ch- children. So, I mean, good yeah. Good luck to them. Good, um, know, but very good luck. Or maybe me. It, yes. Or, 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 or you. Yeah. Good luck to you. Uh, I, mean, I mean, it would take a lot. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean, you did say this was going to be my last comedy partnership. There's a chance I may be pushed out of the comedy keep it, keep scene because of anyway, Andy. Yep. Um, um, and they I go to the consultant and suggest- they, they talk about all the options. Do you just take every alternate letter of the of the names? Do you hyphenate one half and one half? Do you take the tops of the letters and then the bottoms of the other letters? Because um, we can cut things in any direction. Basically, what you can do is you can take the two names and you mm. can make an amalgam of mm. both names, <laughs> and then you hyphenate the two amalgams. Yeah. So, for example, me, Tremblay Birchall, could be Burley. Burley, and I, Milroy Matthews, that would be Millews. Millews. Burley Millews. Hilarious. Burley Millews. <laughs> um, um, it actually doesn't sound all that bad. Yeah. You know, and. I think this way you're going to get much more by that cross cross c- creation. Like it's because it's a much more evolutionary and um, genetic approach mm. to combine the DNA of the two names like that. That's true. It also creates new unique names, which allows us to get better uh, Twitter handles. That's true. Yeah, and uh, th- then email maybe after they st- they talk about the different ways that you could join the names, they could say maybe you could just look at the names. And say a word that you feel inspired by. Yeah, word association. Yeah. What we can do is we can write both the names down on pieces of paper, feed them to a goat, mm. kill the goat. <laughs> and the sound that the goat makes when it, <laughs> when it dies could be the name, last name of your child. Yeah, death rattle of a goat. Death rattle of a goat. Method. I think that's a sketch. Yeah. Um, I think, you know... It's going to come down to what we do with it, Alistair, as many really? of these sketches do. Really, come down. But I think that if we've proven anything from what our we... comedy festival show, it's that given 600 sketch ideas, mm-hmm. we're able of turning at least 10 of those into something watchable. Yeah, there you go. Which... And there was some that we dropped that maybe we 
uh, we dropped because they were just not quite ready yet. Yeah, yeah. We could pick them up again. Pick them up. Resurrect them. Andy, I'm going to take us through the take sketch us ideas. through the forest of today. sketch ideas, Alistair. Blasting Earth to the edge of the Goldilocks zone so that we can uh, age slower and fix climate change. It's mostly about, the, for me, it's mostly about the aging slower thing because the years will be longer. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so it makes everybody happier. Yeah. To just like, oh, I'm so glad I'm... I'm not, might not even make it to 40. So it's not about the climate change? The climate I mean, change I think that's a nice side bonus. bonus yeah. yeah. But for me... It's people, fighting the passage of time and proving that we are masters of all, you know? We're masters of all things, yeah. Mm. And also, we could, we could then use our, our planet like that, like a, like a ship, and we could go around the galaxy mm. and f- fight crime. <laughs> I think it it could also be funny if this was done by someone for an even more mundane purpose, mm. you know, like to seek more, get more time for an assignment or something. An assignment where the deadline had been given in years rather than in days yeah. or weeks. Sure. I mean, like, I, I definitely thought that to make it feel like you're aging slower was a very pretty mundane, quite flimsy reason. Uh, I think I'm... I think I can come up with something flimsier. We got the president with the lucky egg. Yeah, oh, so happy about that. Oh, tell you, I'm glad. I hope this isn't just my last comedy pairing. I hope this is my last comedy day. Yeah, great. Um, we got trying to replace the president of a Lions Club who's in a coma with a guy who makes an impression of him in town to con- to convince the members of the club that everything mm. is okay. I think what's great about that is that we've taken a high-concept movie, Dave, and we've made it more mundane. Yeah. And uh, I think there's a fertile area of, of you know, content to be made from something like that. I mean, if it was a group of blind people and it was just a guy who could do the voice, yeah. maybe it would be easier for them to believe it. Great. You know, but, like, like and then they'd be like... Let me touch your face. I think also an impersonator who just does the texture of somebody or the smell. I mean, you, know. you get six guys. Six guys, one who does his smell, one who does his texture, one who can do his yeah. voice. It's the full experience. It's the full. They'll never feel like they're without a leader. Yep. Next thing, Alistair, what else we got on that uh, list you got there? Join the Freemasons to open up comedy rooms this is such a good idea <laughs> i i mean i i feel like i've genuinely just thought about this like you drive past this not 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 just freemasons seniors centers mm. i drive past those all the time i'm like you could run a night there lithuanian clubs yes like or, or all those kind of weird european mm. countries that have their own weird houses. european countries yes yeah. <laughs> you know like smaller countries that are weird are, are not in like important on a global scale, but mm. their communities are strong and they've opened up a house that they can go to when they want to have a, yeah, like a one of their weird alcohols. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we get in there like a virus and open up comedy rooms. And there were people don't really get what we're talking about. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's just comedy, isn't it? It's great, yeah. Um, glass window into the flesh. 
I mean, this is, you know, I guess we're just exploring the, the this extent of this new technology that we've yep. developed. I haven't really built much of a, a sketch around this yet. Well, my relationship's broken down, apparently. Well, well not necessarily. Well, that's an element of not it. Not necessarily. No? Alright. Maybe it's somebody, it had broken down, but then when when they came back to you, they had these things. It was like, you know, they they underwent a change while they were gone. And it was in the change that they realized that they liked what the, you guys used to have. That's true. And then the thing that you liked... When they you, could the, look into their heart, literally, yeah, they knew what they through were. The, through the snow globe in their chest. Sorry about this, Carly. Two guys using their bottom and top halves to attack each other. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'd finally know what would win, the bottom half or the top half. Exactly. What's better? What's better? <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got the name therapies. <laughs> A therapist for double banger last names and what you can do when both parents have a double banger last name. Double banger last name, double banger last name, double banger, double banger, double banger last name, doppelganger game show, doppelgamma game go, gamma damma dimma damma dim dam damma dimma jad. Did you say the. Ahmadinejad. Yeah, the former president of Iran. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast, to in the think tank. We like it when you do that. And if you want to review us on iTunes, that would be nice. Somebody reviewed us from Canada and said we were lovely. Well, that's and really nice. I want to nice. say that you are lovely. I want you to know that you are lovely and that we all think that you guys are lovely, especially when you you leave those reviews on the thing. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. We're at 2 in Tank. I'm, I'm at, at Stupid Old Andy. I'm at Alistair TB. And we're on Facebook and we're on Patreon. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can get give us three words. Try and stump for, us. For $3. We've proven that it can't be done. It can't be Bring done. Bring it on. Maybe right? we've also proven, proven that it can be done. But <laughs> You'll be the judge of that. Yeah. Uh, no, thank quite you appropriately. ever so much. And we, we love, love you. you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's, it's up to you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.